Shot stopped by Elliott. Rebound! Scores! Victor Olofsson. 1-0 Buffalo. And the trend continues for the Lightning. That gets by, and now it's Kajula who's got a partial break. Kajula on his forehand. Scores! Drives the Tampa line. Hennis throws a follows up with a shot. Scores! 5.39 to go, and this puck's in the bounce in from the far corner. Asplund sent the pass across. Sabres put five on the board. Victor Olofsson, second of the game. It's 5-1 against the defending Stanley Cup champions. How's it going, everyone? It's Cautiously Optimistic, the podcast. I'm Joe Marino, and Luke Buckley is right across from me. And we're back for Season 6, Episode 4, is it, I think? Something uh, like that? Yeah, 4. Yeah, Episode 4 of Cautiously Optimistic, presented by The Charging Buffalo. Luke, how are you doing today? I'm well. I'm well. How are you? I'm doing okay. Good. Uh, could be better. Could be worse. Another rainy commute here to the studio. Yeah, it's but, three uh, in a row. Yeah, what are you gonna do? At least our we don't have to air out our shoes and socks after That's right. walking in here. That's so. very true. Take uh, what you can get. At least I will not have trench foot after <laughs> recording, like that one time. It's nice and cool down here, though. Yeah, it's, it's a good day. Uh, I, I think that yeah. So it not being that warm outside has somehow worked its way down to the bunker in which we record in. So uh, it's nice. It's toasty. Got the hoodie on. You're going hoodie list. Mm-hmm. I respect that. Uh, but I'm very toasty and, and cozy, and uh, I was I was looking forward to this. It's a nice crisp fall afternoon. Mm-hmm. You gotta yeah. love it. Yeah, uh, I don't know. Is this is this that elite fall weather we hear so much about? Oh, I wouldn't say this is the elite fall weather. I can okay. do without the rain. Mm-hmm. But, like, if it wasn't raining, you know, a little sunny out, would have been a good day. I, I love the rain. I love rain. Oh, I can't stand I it. I really do. Uh, you know, like, when it's a Friday night and you don't have anything to do the next day, you just hear the pitter-patter coming down in your air conditioning unit. It's beautiful. Oh. I, I love it. Uh, the other day, I actually... When I was playing, um, if you if you felt you if you see me on Twitter, I've been playing NCAA 14 mm-hmm. nonstop. And the other day it was late night. I was like, I'm gonna throw on, you know, I'm gonna just get some white noise here. So I looked up uh, fish tank bubbling <laughs> on Apple Music and okay. just put the same track on repeat. And it was just like, oh, it's beautiful. That'll put you to beautiful. sleep. It'll put you to sleep, but it'll also calm you. I wasn't trying to go to sleep. Mm. I was trying just to have an atmospheric uh, sound around me. So, okay. Yeah. You want to hear something that happened to me a couple days ago? Yes, absolutely. I got my very first speeding ticket. No way. I did. Mm-hmm. I feel as though I am the only person on this planet who has never been pulled over or anything. Yeah, it was my first time. I was it was 1230 at night, oh. by the way. I was the only one on the road. The freaks come out at night. I was the only one on the road, 64 and a 45. Yeah, frustrating. Uh, I'm going to plead not guilty, though. But... Oh, dear God. They're making you go to court? Yeah. They make you do that? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So we'll see what happens. But 
Sorry, I'm adjusting the levels, folks, in case we just got quieter. Keeping a close eye on what our, we sound like here. But, wow. Mm-hmm. Where uh, where was this? It was on uh, Transit Road by Extreme Discount Mattress. Okay. Oh, so was that near, like, Little Caesars? No, stuff? no, further down. Further down. Further, further okay. down. Past the Ted's yeah. down there? In or? Alma. In Alma. Okay, yeah. So, yeah, past the Ted's that mm-hmm. you used to work at. Yeah. Okay, wow. Wow. Well, you got to be careful, though, because uh, deer are a real issue. Yeah, uh, where we live, I've had a couple close calls. You know, it's it's. Uh, I once I never told this story in the podcast, but I was coming home from from work a few years ago at night, and uh, I was right up the street from my house, less than a minute away. I live on a busy street, and a deer comes scampering out of the woods, uh, beside like a side street, kind of like you know, within a development. Uh, and this deer, it's a big fat deer, comes scampering about, gets just t-boned from the side goes flying does the 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 john elway super bowl helicopter spin this dude gets right back up and keeps running across the street couldn't believe it he got Mm. obliterated just shook it right off just not to be messed with my god deer might be the scariest animals if you tempt a deer they just might take your head off yeah i've heard some horror stories about like somebody hitting a deer and the antler coming through the windshield oh, and bad stuff happening. <laughs> well, uh, put two I, and two together there. I have a fun story. Okay. Well, I went, I was working at Geico for like two months, mm-hmm. and one of the calls that I was taking, I was in claims, so like people who get in accidents would call and be like, "Hey, this is what happened." So someone from New Mexico, I was I was on the phone with someone from New Mexico, and. <laughs> And her and I think her boyfriend and three kids were driving. Mm. Guess what they hit? Just take take a wild guess oh, what they hit. It's God. not a deer. It's, it's not, not a deer. deer. An armadillo? No. Oh, I don't know. A wild pig. Oh. She said it like was a boar? huge. Like yeah. That's like a boar. It was like oh a boar. Oh, my God. Yeah, and there was like some special name for it. I don't quite remember a what it was. Back? No, it was, uh, it was like a Spanish-sounding name oh, but it's gonna drive me nuts yeah she said it was a wild boar and it totaled her car and i was on the phone with her for like an hour because there were like technical issues but yeah she she was laughing about it though she was in good spirits but yeah i'll never forget that glad i haven't had an encounter with hitting a gigantic animal like that though you're looking up to see if you can find the name yeah i, I have no idea what it was called but Oh man, there's. Wait, I've seen. I've seen these things before. Oh, a javelina. Yes. 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 I've heard of these. Yes. No, that's it. Yep, that's uh huh. The big boy right there. Yeah, that's 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 a nimble, a nimble little guy. They look <laughs> like uh. Oh wow, it's a dirty one. It looks like the Arkansas Razorbacks logo. It does. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Wow. That is uh. Oh, a javelina. My goodness. Oh, there was a meme of a javelina running uh, on a <laughs> sidewalk a few years ago. That's how I know what they are. <laughs> I don't remember a, There was that. a viral video on Twitter. Someone out, someone in our in our listenership uh, will remember it. Uh, but speaking of our listeners, I want to tell you all about a very cool 
uh, sponsor of the show. Uh, and that is Underdog Fantasy, the best and easiest way to play fantasy sports for cash prizes. You want to win some money watching hockey? Pick the over or under on your favorite or least favorite player's stats, and you can win up to 20 times your money in a single night. Head over to underdogfantasy.com or download their app from the App Store or Google Play Store, and you'll get $10 free when you sign up and make your first $10 deposit with the promo code TCB. I won my first 18 bucks last week, mm. uh, so that was good. Unsuccessful since then. But uh, promo code TCB uh, for a free $10. Uh, at Underdog Fantasy, I I put some money on the Sabers and Bruins game. I that's what I won on. And uh, mm-hmm. the Bruins didn't get enough shots on Craig Anderson for me to win the two hundred bucks. I I got the other four correct though. Oh, you want the over on mm-hmm. Anderson? Yeah. Oh man. Uh, I thought Bruins thirty one in thirty one and a half shots. I think it was. I thought that was pretty safe. But they mm-hmm. what they have like twenty two. They had twenty two. Anderson had twenty two saves. Yeah. Uh, well. I can actually look. Yeah, I went with uh, just an ex- as an example that night. I did Linus Olmark over 25 saves. So did I. Craig Anderson under 30 saves because I knew the Sabres would be puck possession, right? And Robin Leonard, I went over 25 saves. So I had to wait a little bit, but wound up betting three bucks. I you? would recommend, if anyone's still on the fence here, the hockey prop bets seem pretty easy like a lot of the especially the goalies Mm -hmm. like robin leonard 24 saves come on like that's gonna happen so go on go and anyone is gonna like nine times out of ten a goalie that's gonna be playing the whole game is gonna make 24 saves so go unless you're carter hutton of course finish listening to the show first but go on get scat go away go download the app and use the code tcb you get a free ten dollars who doesn't love a free ten dollars that's and listen folks you bet that ten dollars you can win a hundred bucks that's right that's right you can thank us later. Depending how the math works out. That's right. Yeah. Uh, so where do we want to go first? There's a game last night, of course. You know, well, th- we were doing some predictions at the end of the last episode. Yes. Uh, I don't quite remember what I predicted. I think I maybe we've gone like 2-0-1, something like that. But they end up going 1-1-1. Do you remember what your prediction was? Um, I thought we were going to get spanked by the Lightning. And they almost did. I think I had them losing to the Bruins. Then was there another game in there? The Devils, the overtime game. Uh, no, you know, I had the Devils um, beating us as well. Hmm. One, oh, maybe we all, maybe both of us went 1-1-1. One, one, one. I, I don't know. I don't know. Pretty good games, I think, though. Uh, I mean, what the I Bruins have? game. The Bruins game was a fun game. Uh, I thought the Sabres looked like the better team. They just... Couldn't score. Yeah. Lena Salmark was lights out. Uh, they had two wide open net chances, and they just couldn't score. It happens. The save Linus made in the first period where the puck got through him, but it just hit his back leg when he was sprawled on his stomach. That was a pretty great save. Um, Would have tied the game, I think, at that point. I believe so. Yeah, I believe so. I believe it would have tied it. Skinner had a pretty wide open chance, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but uh, there was a loss there to the Bruins, Linus Olmark's return. Didn't hear anything about a video or any kind of thing put on the board for him. Yeah, well, they didn't do anything for Carter Hutton or Yohan Larson, so 
Well, Taylor Hall made his return, so I'm mm. assuming he wouldn't have gotten a he tribute was, anyways. But. He was audibly booed, mm-hmm. uh, scored an empty netter. And had two penalties. And Yeah, and a, yeah, a couple penalties. Might have so. had an assist in there, too. Which, uh, from what I remember, he was he took a lot of penalties here, too, didn't he? I don't took remember. Quite a few. I like to block out those days from the depths of my memory. Those Ralph Cooter teams. Yeah, yeah, back when the Sabres were bad. <laughs> That's right. We don't. Uh, we only focus on them because apparently the Sabers are good now. I don't know. That's what I'm. That's what I'm seeing on Twitter. That uh, Sabers might be good. They might be. Might, yeah, they might be. Of... We're. Gonna, I'm gonna wait 15 games. Our usual 15 game test. Yes, uh, 15 game test. That's right. The 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 0506 mm-hmm. uh, barometer, if you will. Uh, did you catch a Devils game? Yeah. Okay. I yes. I was with uh, families for it, so I okay. didn't have my undivided attention, but. They, I didn't think that they had a very strong game uh, in the no. Devils game, but, I mean, they held their own. Mm-hmm. They scored early, Cousins as first of the year. Nice to see him get that goal, get it out of the way. But I don't know. I thought that was definitely their weakest of the – up until that point. They ran out of gas. Game. They ran out of gas. Uh, and I think what, what, what it was a back-to-back. True. There was the Bruins the night before, and then this is your first road game – you don't have much time to practice, and I think the way I've been justifying it is that with this group of players and with this system and with it being so early in the season, you need to reinforce that discipline and reinforce the the ways of the system, if you will, uh, between games. You didn't have time to do that. I think that uh, you know getting a practice in between would have been nice. Um, I mean, honestly, they, they played the system well leading up to it, but I think I'm, I'm chalking up to it being a back-to-back uh, a beatable team. Of course, you get a point out of it, mm-hmm. so... Take what you can get. Not a complete disaster, uh, but uh, no, not 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 too troubling, uh, but second half of that game, definitely New Jersey took complete control, uh, but uh, one loss, their goalie played good. Uh, what's his name? Dawes. Nico Dawes. Nico Dawes. Uh, played quite well, so uh, whatever. I mean, Devil look good for Lindy Ruff, I guess. Mm-hmm. Uh, no, it was another typical Sabers Devils snoozer. Not, it was an entertaining game, but I mean, score wise, it was yeah. one nothing for. These aren't the same old, the same period. old New Jersey Devils anymore, though. Because they didn't tie it till the third period. Yeah, it was pretty. Yeah. It was pretty late. Yeah. I want to say like within the last ten minutes of the third, they tied it up. Yeah. So uh, whatever, uh, you'll. Get that one. You'll you'll beat the Devils later on in the year. Make up for that. Hopefully, uh, they will. Um, and then uh, there was the Tampa Bay game. The game that's fresh in our minds. Yeah, Tampa Bay. Uh, and the Sabers. I mean, it looked like at this point they did not deserve to win. Uh, I was expecting. Uh, they did score the first goal, of course, but I was pretty expect- quickly too. Pretty quickly, Olofsson. Victor Olsson scored. Excuse me. Uh but I was expecting this. This this is gonna this this Tampa Bay attack is going to catch up to us, and it's gonna be a four-one Tampa win, and whatever we'll move on. We'll accept that. Okay, maybe there's some work to do against these these better teams. But no, Craig Anderson showed that he still has the proverbial gas in the tank. I think a, a little bit left. Um, don't want to. I don't want to think in the ways of 
right now, like the mindset I'm in, I'm not thinking, oh, you can get something for him at the deadline. No. I'm thinking, and I believe one of our listeners said something like this or alluded to this uh, in our, our comments when we asked for questions or topics, but I'm, I'm in the mindset right now of can you get him help to keep this thing going? That's the, the I agree. I'm in. I think we touched on that last week. We did touch on that last week, which is uh, funny. Um, but no, I think uh, that's how I'm feeling right now. Is I'm not thinking about the trade deadline right now. I'm thinking let's keep this thing going. You have a head coach who is fiery, and yeah, he was uh, feisty on getting, the bench after the the Cousins hit. Very feisty, uh, Don Granado, with fire that we have not seen since Lindy Ruff. Yeah was on the Sabres bench uh, getting up in a, fi- a game where his team is winning 5-1, <laughs> and he's getting up screaming at the officials. Uh, I, I don't think that was malicious necessarily, uh, Colton running into mm-hmm. – it looked like Darlene, um Yeah, it looked like Darlene pushed Darlene him. Darlene pushed him in, but whatever. I mean, the game moves nine miles an hour, okay? So you could see how that might have got mixed up. But still, I mean, if no one's on – if no one on the ice – is going to stand up for your goaltender in that situation, other than Semvis Gergensen's given a few nudges, then your coach is going to do it. And that's good to know. I mean, uh, Don Granado getting up there, um, I don't want to say in his advanced age, because he's probably young, the younger coaches. Oh, he's probably, he's probably in his early 50s <laughs> uh, but at best. Getting up there, plenty of energy, and I, you, you love to see the, the fire. And apparently he was yelling at the officials. As they as they skated by, which deservedly so, uh, the officiating. Uh, thankfully, I I can't get fined for saying this, but it was brutal all yeah. night. All no, night, no call on Stamkos on the cousins hit, drawing blood, nothing, uh, nothing on the on the Colton hit behind the net on Anderson either. Those are two of the biggest uh, no calls, but. Yeah, I agree. Pretty pretty brutal officiating. Um, just just all night. Yeah. Uh, Sabers, did, did they have a power play? Mm, I don't think they did. Maybe one, maybe one. Let me check. But I like like you said earlier. I don't think the Sabers had really any business winning this game, especially the second period. The second period was horrendous. I. It probably took them a good like nine or ten minutes to even get a shot on goal. Uh, pulling up the game center here. To I see can if they do had it. Any I can do plays. it. If you have some. I'm the executive producer here, Joe. This is my All right, job. Here we go. Here we go. But yeah, uh, they were very lucky to come out of that game with the win. Uh, they did have a power play. Okay, they had one. Uh, but does that count? Is that counting the four on four? Though mm. is that technically a power play? I don't think so. Uh, oh, maybe. Because they're 0 for Possibly. 1. Uh, I don't know. Looking at the shots, it, it seems like the Lightning were destroying it. They should have been destroying mm-hmm. us, but uh, only 36 25. Um, so I guess it wasn't as out of hand as I thought. The Drake Kajula goal at the end of the second period, that was that was a nice shot of life for the team. That for was sure. H-U-S-T-L-E mm-hmm. hustle. On the part Kajula's of, uh, Kajula. look pretty good. I I really like him this year. He's I don't, I don't want to call him a water bug, but he it seems like he's all over the place. Like I remember when we were at the Coyotes game, he just seemed like he was everywhere. 
Mm-hmm. And he, it seems like everyone's getting a lot of ice time. I always mm-hmm. notice him. Mm-hmm. Well, one of the quotes that stuck out, uh, I, th- I think it was either, I, I think Dan Dunleavy or Rob Ray, one of the others, said this during the broadcast, but it was a Don Granado quote saying, like, Don is not concerned with getting a, a checking line on the ice or, you know, getting a fourth line grinder line on the ice. He said that, like, everybody everybody plays, right? It's, it's mm-hmm. everybody's responsibility. So I thought that was really cool to hear. I mean, it adds to the legend of, of Don Granado, where I hope this man is here forever because it's just it's it's so refreshing that uh, everybody plays the same game, essentially. Um, but uh, that was just so eye-opening. I mean, it's like you're, you're they're not worrying about the little things like that, whereas in the past, things were being so overthought and so micromanaged, perhaps. Ralph Kruger. Ralph Kruger. Uh, right down to ice time, and it's just like uh, this guy really believes. This in guy his gets it. He gets this it. This guy gets it. You love to see it. Uh, but like like we were saying before, they probably didn't have any business winning this game, but they still found a way to win five to one, two empty net goals. But they still won the game by a score of five to one. Five. Yeah, was it five one or five two? Five, five one. one. Yeah. Five one. Okay, I thought so. So the team is they're sneakily scoring goals. Yes. As well. Uh, I mean, that's the second five-goal game? Yeah. Well, you know, the other five-goal game was against Montreal. Uh, mm-hmm. Both teams that were in the Stanley Cup final, the Sabres have now throttled them 5-1. to one. Mm-hmm. So really encouraging to see that. But the most encouraging thing here, uh, they're finding ways to win games that they have no business winning. And this is probably the biggest example of that. Mm-hmm. But – it's just awesome to see because any other year, you know, you were saying they're getting killed in the second period. This is probably going to end four, in a 4-1 to one loss, and we'll call it a day. But they stuck with it. They kept trying. They didn't get discouraged by getting outshot by such a wide margin in the second period. And they found the back of the net a couple times, and they were able to put away two empty net goals at the end to solidify the win. Absolutely. Uh, yeah, so they had a 5-1 win opening night versus Montreal. Uh, two games later, 5-2 over Vancouver. And a 5-1 win over Tampa Bay. So Sabres have been beating the brakes off of teams uh, to start the year so far. And it's it's just, uh, you know, I, 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 I picked up the uh, Hockey News yearbook. I like to grab those every year just kind of as a mm-hmm. memento to look back on in the future. I might mention this before. I have the 2006, uh, the 0506 yearbook. But uh, this one, you know, they give the rundown of each team. And the Sabres, like, just looking at their stats last year and how brutal they were and reading the synopsis of, like, everything has to go right. Sounds like now. Yeah. And uh, it said, like, you know, the the other two it's like the two guys behind Eichel and Reinhardt or whatever for like the two goal leaders combined for only twenty three goals behind them and now it's like well I don't know there's been quite an emergence here now uh, even without Reinhardt and Eichel mm-hmm. from uh, guys who you think would be secondary scorers like Vinny Hinstroza and uh, that was like, a nice goal by Hinstroza nice yesterday goal. just snipe real nice snipe yeah no other word for it put it top cheese. Top corner is all the hockey kids are saying. Top corns. Mm-hmm. Top is that is that a real thing? I don't know. Top corns. <laughs> yeah. Um. But 
they, they, they find a way to, to keep you excited for the next game every night. The third period got me excited. I was feeling pretty down on them in the first couple of periods. But, you know, they beat Tampa. They beat the defending Stanley Cup champions, mm-hmm. it, which is great to see. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think we're – I'm not at the point where I'm going to call them a playoff team, but I don't think they're going to be – as bad as what 95% of the community thought they would be. No. So maybe we're not thinking Shane Wright anymore. I don't think so. I I just don't see it at this point. I'm, you know what? I don't, I don't care. Well, the, the issue with the past several years, like the post, the post um, tank Sabres teams, we're talking 15-16 to last season. The issue with every single one of those teams was, okay, they look okay, they're hanging in there, collapse. Mm-hmm. Gigantic collapse. Remember, the Dan Bilesma, one of those teams, I think we're talking 16-17, they were coming out of the bye week. They were like four points out of a playoff spot. I think they were facing Colorado and Arizona, two of the weaker teams in the league. Yes. And collapse. They lose those games, and then they're picking eighth, Murray, Bilesma. They're both gone. The 15-16 year, there were no expectations. They showed growth. That was the last time mm-hmm. that there was any positives taken out of a Sabres season. Right. And then those guys go. 17-18, Botterill comes in. Brings in Marco Scandella and Jason Pominville and then a bunch of plumbers. Mm-hmm. And they're the worst team in the league. He doesn't do anything. His biggest move in season to try and get help, Scott Wilson, for a fifth-round pick. What happens the year after? Uh, Ryan O'Reilly gets traded. Darlene comes in. Uh, Ten-game win streak in, like, November, October, November. Botterill doesn't do anything to get help. People are saying, oh, look. It was all Ryan O'Reilly's fault after all. Oh, look at this. Darlene saving the team. Not so much. They collapse. They collapse so hard. That 10-game win streak, I remember. I vividly remember us saying they're going to have to go on like a 10-game lose streak Mm -hmm. to not make the playoffs. They did just that. Mm -hmm. might have not been a 10-game lose streak, but they lost like 75% of their games the rest of the way. Okay. Botterill and Housley get canned. What happens next? No, Botterill stuck around a little bit. Housley got canned. Kruger comes in, and it's more of the same. They go on like a 10-3 and stretch. They're looking good. They're looking like playoffs are going to happen. What do we say? Oh, they're going to have to go on like a 10-game lose streak to not make the playoffs. What happened? They did just that. And then COVID happened. They didn't even make a 24-team playoff. Okay, now it's a 56-game season, you know? Taylor Hall comes in, one last shot, let's win this thing. Let's make the playoffs. 18-game losing streak. There's a gigantic collapse in every single one of these seasons. So what's the difference between now and the past several seasons? How are they going to deal with adversity? Are we going to see them lose two in a row and then is the season over? Are they going to go on a four-game losing streak and collapse, or are they going to try and rise above it? Because when was the last time we saw this team rise above anything after being shown some degree of adversity? 
you know? I, I think uh, last night might be the first time in a while, that being the game against the, the Tampa Bay Lightning. Might mm-hmm. be the first time they face some adversity in the form of overwhelming offense, but they they would not retreat, and they kept battling. Uh, got some great saves from the goaltender as well on top of that. Uh, but, I mean, overall, it was a team uh, system committing game, I think, the game that win. So they uh, certainly overcame some adversity last night. Yeah. Uh, who's they, who do they have next? They're going out west, Up right? next. Let's take a preview going, of what's uh, coming next. A little after dark. Sabres after dark for the first time in like two years. Sabres after dark. Sabres on HBO at night. We have the Anaheim Ducks. Okay. The Anaheim that's, that's Ducks. A win, that's a winnable game. Play host to the Buffalo Sabres after dark. 10 o'clock. 10 o'clock. Thursday, October 28th. The Ducks are 2-3-1. and one Winnable. On the year. Very winnable. Very winnable hockey game. Yeah. Do we does, get what's that? Does Jack Eichel come on the trip? Maybe he can stay there. Mm-hmm. Maybe he'll he'll be on the trip, all right, on the Anaheim bus. Uh, do the Sabers get John Gibson, or do they continue to get the backup treatment? I don't think Anaheim has the prestige to give the Buffalo Sabers the backup treatment. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. if if they do, cool. Um, does Anaheim play? Tomorrow, though, that's the real question. Let's see. I, I'll check it. So You'll you, check it, yeah. yeah. Well, uh, I mean, you think? I'm going to go through these games here. I mean, remember that, how the last couple of years the Sabres have been so lowly that it's just that's the backup game mm-hmm. for most opponents? I mean, it, that was the case for Montreal, though I think they were on a back-to-back, so excusable. Anaheim know. plays tonight against the Jets. Okay, so they'll have it. Two day mm-hmm. layoff. Uh, so maybe we'll get Gibson. Sam Sam Montembeau played that first game. Uh, Coyotes. I don't think they played the night before, but we got uh, Viel- Carl Vielma. Is that his name? I believe that's how it's pronounced. Uh, I say Vamelka, but I guess not. By the way, well, I I don't know if there's a K in his name. That's why I say Vielma. Oh, okay. Yeah, okay. I, <laughs> I don't know how to spell his name. Uh, he is not even listed on the depth chart in the the yearbook. Really? Yep, yep. So that I didn't was, even know who he was until he made the team. No, no. Uh, Vancouver, they got Demko, so that's a plus. That's, Demko that's looked a, like he was scared to play that game, too. <laughs> that was a win against the starter. Uh, Linus Olmark? You want to call it? Uh, he's what is he's it? the starter. Starting? Okay, yeah. yeah. He's, he's Maybe the not the day one starter. but so, Lost to him, but, I mean, he was hot that night. Sabres largely outplayed the Bruins. And then got, what's his first name? Daw, Noah Daw, Nico. Nico Dawes is in there uh, for New Jersey. He's not even their backup. 20-year-old. Like uh, third stringer. They've got uh, Blackwood and Bernier hmm. and Wedgwood. So. so there's some kind of injury there, I imagine. Hmm, possibly. Yeah. And Tampa Bay, Brian Elliott. Brian Elliott, the saber killer, too. I we know. have exercised all of our demons That's and broken right. the curse since, if we're beating Brian Elliott. Since 2008 with the Senators, that man has owned the Buffalo Sabres. Yes. I'm gonna I, I remember hating Brian Elliott. I couldn't stand him watching him with the Senators. That was just so frustrating. Well, I'm going to try and look up uh, his record versus the Sabres, see if hockey reference um, 
has that. I think Hockey Reference normally does a thing, um, right? Like their record versus specific teams versus every team. Uh, I don't know. Maybe not. I'll keep looking for that throughout the show. But uh, something interesting to um, look at. I know After Anaheim, a- we had a Sunday afternoon game in L.A. time against the Kings, 4 o'clock, right mm-hmm. after the Bills game. So mm-hmm. should be a fun, sports-filled Halloween for fun. Buffalo I, sports fans. I have to work that day, so when I'm sitting around with nothing to do, I can just throw that on the TV. And the Kings are 1-4-1. One, and one. Don't know who they got in between there. But uh, let's see. That record could be even worse. Possibly. Let's see. I'm looking at the schedules in between here. Uh, the Kings play the Jets on Thursday. So it looks like the Jets are also on a nice uh, California trip because the Jets face Anaheim tonight. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and we face Seattle. Our first game in Seattle, I want to say, on like Monday or Tuesday. Let's see. No, San Jose is on Tuesday. The also red hot San Jose Sharks. They're four and one. And then Thursday, November fourth, we are in Seattle for the one four and one Seattle Kraken. So we're really, winnable games. Very, very winnable games. Uh listen, the Brian Elliott stuff is not a joke. His record against the Sabres all time is seventeen four and two. Sheesh. So he really is a saber killer. That's got to be find a goalie with a better all-time record than that. Come on. And this is updated to Monday's game. That was the the most recent game Brian Elliott played um, against the Sabers. Who's another goalie that like? I feel like Vasilevsky is absolutely owned. He's absolutely owned the Sabers since coming in. I'm trying to think back to players who really frustrated me as a as a little one. Goalies that uh, really frustrated me. Hmm. Yeah, I'm not sure. I'm sure Tuka Rask is a pretty good record. Mm-hmm. Tim Thomas, maybe? Oh, yeah. Oh, Daniel. You're looking up Daniel Alfredson. He was yeah, a saber killer. He was a saber killer. Knocked us out of the playoffs. Uh, I don't get how this... I'm on StatMuse. I don't know if anyone's ever used this site. But uh, let me type into the old Google machine here. Daniel Alfredson versus Sabres. Just going to get a whole lot of video. Oh, look at that. Game summary of May 19th, 2007. Daniel Alfredson scored 932 into overtime to seal a 3-2 win over the top-seeded Buffalo Sabres. Sealing the Eastern Conference Finals in five games on Saturday. Here's an old ESPN article hmm. by the Associated Press. Uh, out of these next four games, what is the what's the realistic hope to come out of these four games? Listen, you play that way. Are, are we counting San Jose? Yeah, let, San Jose all of them. Um, from uh, a Anaheim to Seattle. These four, all very winnable. Mm-hmm. If you continue to play this way, and there's no reason to think they won't, so long as Don Granado is behind that bench and climbing on top of benches and yelling, uh, this team is a shot to win every game that they're in. And Let's I don't think see. that's an exaggeration. Let's see at least two one and one. I'd like to see at least that get get two wins. 
Get two wins. Come I, out at least 500. You know, I could see the Ducks perhaps surprising them. Uh, you know, first game on the West Coast. Some adjusting Some jet there. lag. Some jet lag. Some adjusting the time zone. Uh, so perhaps that can be a bit of a trap game. Uh, the Kings, uh, beatable, that's for sure. 1-4-1. One, and one. I think they might have some injuries, too. Um, I don't know if Byfield was playing up there to see No, him, he but... he I, he's uh, sprained his ankle or something like that, an ankle mm-hmm. injury of some sort. Right. Following the same career arc as Jack Eichel to That's a correct. certain extent. Uh, San Jose, uh, this could be a clash of the surprise teams at this point. San Jose 4-1 right now. They will meet next Tuesday, November 2nd at 10.30. That's an ESPN Plus game. So to make it even more difficult, it looks like, to watch it, um, that might be a, uh, I don't know, WGR slash illegal stream. Uh, tune in if you can find one. They're out there, folks. Just got to look hard enough. Um, that could be that could be an overtime loss, I think. Let's, let's see 2-1-1, one, and one, oh, at yeah. least. And, uh, I don't, I don't want to see three losses out of this. Seattle seems to really be struggling. You got to beat Seattle. You got to beat. Have to one four and one. Um, that's a beatable team again. Really Jason Botter will be in the stands for that game in the press box. Come on, mm-hmm. the guys that that had him as their GM. Mm-hmm. You got to stick it to the man. These are all Pacific teams, which the Pacific is allegedly the weakest division in the league. So, take advantage of that. Yeah. And the records indicate that to be the truth. Let's see it. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm excited. I'm not as hyped as I was after the the home opener and the Coyotes game and the Canucks game. It's fallen off a little bit, but you know that's okay. We weren't expecting them to be world beaters here. Mm-hmm. But I want to see competitive. I want to see competitive hockey. We're seeing it. We're seeing some fun hockey. It's not as fun as the beginning, but it's still good. They're competing hard. They're playing for each other. And they're scoring more goals, which is fun to see. I want to see more goals. Uh, I also want to see a Jack Eichel trade to see if we can get some pieces to add to this lineup. It really does kind of sting that Eichel and Reinhardt can't play in this system. I know. They never got to Jack see Eichel never mm-hmm. had a chance to play for an offensive-minded coach like That's Don right. Granado. That's right. And and Reinhardt did for a few games last year, and I and believe he played, he well. played quite well. He was right. great. Yeah, and he's off to a great start. You know, let's just cue the the angry Panther noises here uh, for the Panther report. I'm going to go out on a limb here and say that the the first round pick in the Sam Reinhart trade will come to Buffalo. Here, we're not going to have to worry about any top ten protection. The Panthers are a, an astounding six zero and zero for twelve points. Uh, they played. Uh, they also played tonight against the Bruins. The undefeated streak is on the line. They play tomorrow against the Bruins, sorry. Uh, they are off tonight. But yesterday, they faced the Coyotes, won 5-3, had 40, 41 shots. The Coyotes had one shot in the first period and the ended shots, up in the back of the net. The shots were 18-1 to 1 at one point, from what I saw. Brandon Montour is on a little bit of a heater here. I'm going through the box score. Joe Thornton, first goal of this game. Uh, Reinhardt and Montour assisted. Frank Vetrano, Montour assisted. Uh, Sam Bennett is just on a roll here as well, picking up a couple assists. Johan Larson assist on Phil Kessel's goal. 
Uh, did yeah, Reinhardt looks like he had a, an assist or two. He had his uh, 200th career point or three, 300th career point yesterday against the Coyotes. So that was a little painful to see. But now, yeah, the Panthers pick. Be prepared to tune into the draft until the very end because that's going to be a very late first round pick. Well, maybe for the Sabres pick too. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, <laughs> any, um, won't complain. I while we're on the topic of the the Panther report, uh, the the Blackhawks investigation could have some kind of ripple effect. Because Joel Quinville... Yeah, people are calling for Quinville's head now, which would not surprise me. Apparently, he knew about what had happened. So, um, I don't know. We'll see if that affects the team at all. Also, Kevin Sheveldayoff. That's right. I think... There was uh, no mention of Mark Bergevin's name in the report that came out today. So, we'll see what happens there. But continues to dodge the chopping block. He finds a way... <laughs> I don't know how he he's does like, it. He's like Michael Scott. What was he? He was the director of player personnel. Uh, how I did he not so. know about this? Yeah, I don't understand. I mean, you know, you're in charge of players and personnel, and it's the they go. Yeah, they're, they're kind of all involved. But yeah, uh, that's the Panther report. Mm-hmm. Uh, it'll be a brief segment. We're not going. We're not going deep into it. I but mean, uh, listen, I mean. Uh, We'll shift gears to the Blackhawks uh, really quick. Then we'll get into the Eichel stuff. Yeah. Well, is there more Eichel stuff? There is. There's a little bit. There's a couple of rumors yesterday we'll get into. Uh, okay. <laughs> but, yeah, uh, yeah the Blackhawks, Blackhawks they – terrible start to the year. I believe they haven't won a game yet. Mm-hmm. Let me check the standings here. So, yeah, you start the season 0-5. You're, you're, oh, five and one. Yeah. They're right down there with the Coyotes. That's right. Jeez, Vegas is really down there too. Mm-hmm. One four and zero. Your GM gets fired. Your captain resigned. He resigned. Resigned. Yeah, should have fired him. Uh, your captain has COVID. It, uh, the... Kane has COVID too, I believe. There's, they got a lot of guys in COVID protocol. Mark uh, Crawford, is, th- their assistant coach, is in COVID protocol too. So like they're kind of they can't really fire Jeremy Colleton right now. I believe he was getting booed somehow by fans. I don't know how you boo a coach during a game, but <laughs> I saw that Carlton was getting some jeers from the old folks there in Chicago at the Madhouse. Uh, so th- this could be a, a, a reckoning coming upon the Blackhawks. They're also fined $2 million. Uh, so I don't know. Uh, is this? Are we going to go back to the, the days of Rocky Wirtz being in charge where uh, – <laughs> The team is in a tailspin, and their games aren't on TV, and all that stuff. Are the Blackhawks bound for another dark age? They made all these moves to try and, you know. They don't have their first-round pick. Mm -hmm. Um, They only get to keep their first-round pick this year if they win the lottery, but then they don't have a first-round pick next year. So, you know, they could come in last place and just pick third, and the Blue Jackets are going to get the third pick. That's rough. That's really rough. But, you know, I do not feel bad for them in any way, shape, or form because of all of the issues going on in this investigation. And, you know, you're asking for it. You gave up, what was it, like 12th or 13th pick overall. Uh, the Blue Jackets ended up picking Cole Sillinger. Adam Boquist was a top 10 pick. He's a promising defenseman. And now this first-round pick, too. And then you got the last pick in the first round last year. It was like more of a trade down 
that part of the draft. But then you picked a guy that was supposed to go in the mid-second round in the first round. So, Also, while doing it, you do a publicity stunt by having all women uh, in the Blackhawks organization stand behind Stan Bowman. That's right. As an ongoing investigation is going on. That will be a cursed image for years to come. Oh, man. What's next? I'm... I'm curious to see what happens. I feel like Colleton is gonna gonna go. I was I was gonna ask. I was gonna bring this up. Uh, who do you think is the first coach to get mm, the axe get early the axe. on here? But it's definitely Jeremy Colleton, right? Um, Once this new GM, what about interim GM? What about announced. Sheldon Keefe? He just got an extension, though. I don't. I don't care. Quite frankly, I think that. Uh, well, you know what? Tim Murray got an extension. He got the exactly. Axe, so. Exactly. I think in Toronto, nothing is sacred. I mean, look at Vegas. Gerard Gallant took them to the cup. He was gone the next year. Mm-hmm. And they're a very aggressive team. But, I mean, Toronto should be. Don't get that uh, Vegas first-round pick. Come on. Yeah, I know. Uh, well, um, I think Sheldon Keefe. I'm confident really? in that. I, well, I think you, you— Well, you know what? The way I could see this going down, does Kyle Dubas get fired and do both of them go? Is that mm. what happens? Well, because I, I think if, if the Leafs don't win a playoff series this year, I think Kyle Dubas is done. Absolutely, absolutely. I I don't know how they can keep this thing going. Like, really, it, it, let's say this this trend continues of just per, you know uh, annually underperforming. Uh, does does Matthews want to stay for another contract? Um, I mean, if this is what's happening, like, what's the difference between <laughs> what's the difference between what's going on in Buffalo and what's going on in Arizona and uh, Toronto? Really, with Eichel and Matthews. A, it, a it, neck one injury. team is making the playoffs and one team isn't. The only difference is a neck injury. I, in my opinion, I you know one team. I'm. Making the playoffs and losing the first round every year is the same exact thing as not make them in in any way, shape, or form. Yeah, these not, guys are not, competitors. They want to win the Stanley Cup. You're not having success one way or another. Austin Matthews is going to be an MVP candidate every season he plays. And he can go get... Will Matthews get the max contract? I think so. Is he so. going to get like $14, 15000000 if he hits oh, the open market? Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. And, you know, why wouldn't the Arizona Coyotes be paying that? It's only a few years away at this point, right? Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. I don't know. I, you know, if I'm, if I was a GM, I'd be giving Austin Matthews a max contract. Why not? Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. But also, do you think they're gonna Toronto's gonna be trading any of their big guys, maybe in the off season? I could see a Nylander on the move. I don't think anyone's taking Tavares. Right now, yeah. it's going to be Nylander or, or, or Marner, I presume. Right? You're not going to trade. I think. I think Morgan Riley and well, Riley's going to be a free agent. <clears throat> well, see, I think they'll try and they'll they'll try and keep him. I mean, well, that's going to cost you nine nine and a half million. That's what the market says. Then you're going to have to get see. Well, where I'm going with this is that if you're keeping, you know, anyone, you're keeping Matthews and Riley, and that's who you build around. You continue to build around, and you're going to have to just suck it up and deal with the Tavares contract, I guess, because you just had to sign John Tavares, um, and Marner and Nylander. 
might Good be God. the Nylander, I think, is the first one to go. Yeah, I, you know, as long as Kyle Dubas is there, I don't think he's going to trade any of them. His, his main goal is we're going to build a team around these four guys. I mean, they they, they, they just in, they invested in the wrong guys, right? I mean, you let, uh, uh, you know, the Connor Browns and the, the Zach Hyman's go. Zach Hyman's playing with Connor McDavid. Yeah, uh, I mean, would you rather have John Tavares or Connor Brown – uh, Zach Hyman, who are some other guys for cap casualties. Right, uh, uh, Kapanen, right? They got rid of yeah. him. They got rid of him. Andreas Johnson. Uh, yep, yep. So, I mean, you could have gone with Matthews and Marner as your top guys. Maybe. JVR was a cap casualty, yeah. too. I think if, if you look in hindsight, you don't sign Nylander to that deal. Perhaps you trade him. Hindsight's twenty twenty though. And if you don't sign Tavares, that lets you round out your team. I'd love to have William Nylander on this Sabres that, team, I mean, just well, saying. That essentially allows you to create a, a Lightning-type team. Yeah. You have your Austin Matthews as your Kucherov, and then your Marner as uh, your Stamkos. You could swap either one around. Um, and you have your Morgan Riley as your Victor Hedman, and then you have various highly skilled supporting cast players like your Zach Hyman's and... Um, like all the guys we just mentioned before, you know they traded Connor Brown for Nikita Zaitsev mm-hmm. to get Nikita Zaitsev off the team. That's crazy. I don't really know if this was a cap casualty or not, but then last night they get shut out by their former goalie. Yeah, mm-hmm. Frederick Anderson. Ooh, you let go. Yeah, because of- Anderson's getting like four or five million. Mrazek, he's getting a little bit mm-hmm. less so i guess you could call the cap casualty yeah. you get rid of anderson to start jack campbell who will never be more than a middle of the road uh, starter in my opinion it, it's like you know hit, 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 jack campbell's stock grew because his career started so bad he's a hot he was that, like top 10 draft pick yeah like in comparison yeah. to what he was He's like elite mm-hmm. in compare relative to what he started as, so it, it's a good story. It's a good story, it's a damn good it. Story, come on. I like Jack Campbell, but uh, I don't think he's a number one goal. You're not winning a Stanley Cup with Jack Campbell. Yeah, you couldn't eliminate the Canadians with Jack Campbell. I really want to watch this Amazon series about the Leafs that everyone's talking about. Have you seen it? I have not. Sorry, sounds, I forgot no one can see me. I was taking a drink of water. Sounds interesting. Mm-hmm. I, I want to see this. Is that, it, it's about last season, though, right? Yeah, like okay. it went into the into the playoff. Some behind the scenes. We need more oil change type shows. We The NHL needs a Hard Knocks. And with Hard Knocks doing an in-season version pretty soon, we really need this for hockey. Maybe ESPN. Yeah. Who knows? ESPN Plus. Hello. You have a streaming service right there. I want to see. You got see, HBO. I, I think we've mentioned it so many times before. I want to see in like 10 years from now an ESPN 30 for 30 on the Mc, McDavid and Michael Sabres tank. Yeah. There's maybe. nothing I want to see more. I could see them doing a 30 for 30 shorts on it, you know. I don't know. No, a wide enough have you audience. seen like the the tsn uh tsn uh video piece on the mario lemieux yes it's great tank? like something like that it's awesome 
I, w- I would love to see something like that mm-hmm. where they're interviewing Murray and Nolan and mm-hmm. some of the Coyotes brass. Uh, I'd be great. I'd just like to see Nolan say something like, I was told by Terry Pagula to ice the worst lineup I possibly could. And then goes I was to told black. by Tim Murray that Title Mark Pesic could not play for this team. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. He was he needed to develop. Yes. Also, but shifting gears back to the Sabres really quick. Mark Pesic and Robert Hag. Mm-hmm. Give them the Norris. Yeah. <laughs> they look, I'm I'm joking. What but the, they look great. They look like a great pair. You know, they're going to need an award for best defensive pairing pretty soon or best defensive defenseman because every yeah. single year it's just the defenseman who's got the most points. But it's like it, it it's almost I'm not saying I'm not saying that Robert Hag deserves the best best defenseman in the league award. That's not what I'm saying, mm-hmm. but just in general. Mm-hmm. It'd be nice if they had they gave an award to recognize defensive defensemen. Mm-hmm. Not not saying that Adam Fox didn't deserve the Norris because he did, mm-hmm. but you're just going to be giving it to the guy who's oh, Adam Fox 75 points. Cool. There you go. Mm-hmm. That's what it's like. The uh, I, I can't think of the ultimate defensive defenseman. I don't know. But, yeah, while you're looking that up, uh, Jack Eichel news. Uh, Frank Saravalli of what's he, what is he with now? He's no longer with TSN. Daily Faceoff. Frank Saravalli of Daily Faceoff in a radio hit, I believe in Toronto, uh, said that Vegas – and the Sabres have been in discussions about a potential Jack Eichel trade. Uh, good news. That's just good news. Uh, also, news that Jack Eichel might be considering uh, filing a grievance with the NHL pretty soon if a trade doesn't happen. Elliot Friedman speculating that that could be within the next two weeks if a trade isn't done. But Vegas, they seem to be the number one destination Elliot Friedman also mentioning that he's heard that the Calgary Flames are still one of the more interested teams so what are your thoughts on Vegas and Calgary is seemingly the final two realistic options here I prefer Vegas but I <sighs> Calgary looks like they're going to be pretty good this year so yeah. maybe my thoughts that just get the Calgary Flames picks may not be send him anywhere I, I truly do not care where he plays. I don't care. It's like every rumor that comes out, it's the same exact thing. It's just send him, okay? I don't care. We know how it's going to end. He's going to be on a different team. What does it matter? Yeah. That's how I feel, you know? Um, If we're talking Vegas here, I do think their top two prospects are better than what Calgary can provide here. Uh, Peyton Krebs is the only attainable A-level prospect that is up for grabs. And he's not even playing for Vegas right now. So you can't say, oh, Vegas is injured. They're not going to want to subtract players from their roster for Jack Eichel, who might not be playing until the playoffs. But Peyton Krebs is literally in Henderson right now. Mm-hmm. He's not playing with them. He's not helping. Peyton Krebs isn't helping the Vegas Golden Knights out at all right now. That being the Henderson Silver Knights. Yes. Yes. Beautiful logo, beautiful mm-hmm. jerseys. Mm-hmm. Um, also, Brendan Brisson, uh, the son of Jack Eichel's agent, Pat Brisson, uh, taking a big step this year. Uh, I would love to have him. I think he is a slight cut above 
Connor Zari, Jacob Peltier, and uh, I'm forgetting his name again, Matthew Coronado in Calgary, which I feel like if a Calgary trade happens, you're getting Matt Coronado, not Matt Coronado, uh, Connor Zari. I think he's the the preferred prospect to come in return for the Sabres as a center. So, yeah, Vegas, Vegas makes the most sense. They can stash Eichel on LTIR if they make the playoffs, that is, because they're off to a very rocky start with all of these injuries. So we'll see what happens. We'll see what happens. Yep, yep. Do you think it gets to a grievance? Uh, I do. See, I don't know, because the NHLPA is just going to side with the Sabres here. It's in the CBA. Um, And what happens at that point? Does Jack Eichel just have to get the 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 fusion, neck spinal fusion, sorry, surgery that the Sabres want him to get at that point? I guess so. Hmm. I mean, you're you're legally bound— to the Sabres, so get used to it. Then get him back on the ice. Yeah, yeah. Uh, well, uh, you know, I'm, I'm talking about the Defensive Defenseman Award. I might have found the perfect guy. Okay, okay. let's see it. How about the Ken Danico oh, okay. Award? Uh, he had six seasons without scoring a goal. One of them was in, he played one game in, but... In 1,283 games, only 36 goals scored. Ken Danico. The Ken Danico Defensive Defenseman Award. I like it. Mm Mm-hmm. That's just a solid, uh, you know, bring your lunch pail to work. Hard hat, (laughs) hard-nosed kind of defenseman. Never won any awards except a Masterson. The Robert Hag Award. Yep. You're big on Robert Hag now, right? I am big on you, Robert Hag. He's growing on you. bullish on him. Yes, yes. An impressive player. Give him a lifetime contract. Not scared to throw the body around, as I mentioned last time. He scored. Just, he scored yesterday. He scored, that's right. Uh, just a stoic, stone-faced killer uh, <laughs> is Robert Hag. Okay, uh, what else is... Oh, we haven't done the Booty Cheek of the Week. Booty Cheek of the Week. Yes, yes, okay. That's right. Uh, I forgot who we're doing today, uh, so you, we you introduce it. We are doing none other than the cheap shot artist himself, Steven Stamkos. Fresh on the mind of every Sabres fan. Just going right after the head of Dylan Cousins with the shoulder. Um, no call, of course, because the referees were awful last night. But, um... Poor Dylan. Get Dirty. well. Get well. Get well. He'll be fine. Uh, you know, this is the moment, though, that I found out that Dylan Cousins is a bad man. Did you see him? Blood coming out of mm-hmm. his nose, and he opts to blow the blood <laughs> out of his nose. Unbelievable. A, a, a mortal man, a lesser man, would wince at the thought of blowing their nose simply to squirt blood out of it i know i would i wouldn't (laughs) i would never i would tilt my head back and put a towel in there i'm not blowing anything out of my nose other than snot (laughs) that is just it's a bad man he should have went right up to steven and just clocked him i'm surprised i'm surprised nobody uh stuck up for him i'm not 
You've been watching this team for nine years. Yeah, it's supposed to be. A, <laughs> it's supposed to be a different team. You know, like what are what are they paying John Hayden for? You know. Right. Yes. I wish. You know, John Hayden. If this was the old days of hockey, I feel like I shouldn't have said I wish. Okay, but I'm just gonna say like Steven Stamkos is lucky because if this is the old days of hockey, he'd be a chalk outline on the ice. Oh, he, oh yeah. Like you know, <laughs> I, I don't think he's getting out of that building. Uh, without some kind of injury. Um, but, no, Steven Stamkos, well-deserving. Of, Is, uh, do you think board. he's going to get a fine or anything? I haven't seen I anything. I have not heard a thing about him having a hearing, a phone call. A, no no a, Zoom a meeting? letter to his parents. I have not heard <laughs> anything of any sort. A Zoom meeting, a Skype call, an AOL message... They're not going to do anything to this guy. I mean, come on. They, they're hurting enough. The poor old Tampa Bay Lightning don't even have their, their star right winger. Yeah, Kucherov, He's, LTIR, oh, right? You can't, yeah, you can't do that. Oh, my God. What oh, a shame. You can't punish them further. Yeah, none other than Steven Stamkos, this week's booty cheek of the week. Mm-hmm. All right. Now, you can cue the, the farm animal noises here because uh, we're going to shift gears into our On the Farm segment uh, where we were going to quickly go over what the future of the Buffalo Sabres are doing. Uh, while we're talking about the Sabres prospects, go check out the future of the 716 podcast sponsored by the, brought to you by the Charging Buffalo, sorry, uh, hosted by Curtis and Austin. They do a great job with that. Go follow them on Twitter as well. They do a great job running those uh, Instagram and Twitter accounts where you can get your prospect fix. But in Rochester, Jack Quinn and J.J. Paterka are lighting it up. Uh, you love to see that. In three games, Jack Quinn, four goals, two assists, six points. J.J. Paterka in three games, one goal, four assists, five points. That is the most encouraging thing that we can get from our prospects right now. Quinn and Paterka, basically, I think they played on the same line for the whole season so far. We want to call the whole season three games. But, yeah, they look like they have some instant chemistry down there, and that's very exciting to see. Hopefully, I you know, if the Sabres really struggle to score and maybe a couple more guys go down with injury, these two are definitely the first ones up, uh, and they could have a roll up here, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, which one intrigues you more here? Are, oh. Do you are you are you chomping at the bit to get one of these guys up? I'm here? chomping at the bit to get young young JJ up here. I want Paterka in the Sabers uniform. Like you know, it's seventy seven. You know, I'm I'm working on a project to try and remove uh, the number nine and Eichel off of my white Sabers jersey safely, hopefully. So I'm working on that, and I'm, oh, I'm, sure I'm trying to weigh my options on who to put on the back, and I'm thinking about J.J. Paterka as the one. There's definitely some um, good tutorials out there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm, I'm using uh, nail clippers to remove the the stitches from the number. haven't gotten very far yet because it's a very painstakingly long process. But well, we're moving on here. Oliver Nadeau in Shawinigan, he is off to a fantastic start. 
in 10 games, 7 goals, 7 assists, 14 points. Uh, very exciting start of the season for him. Uh, he seems like a guy that gets in front of the net a lot when watching the the replays of his goals. Uh, he's the type of player that goes right to the net. First overall pick, Owen Power, through six games, one goal, five assists, six points. Granted, a lot of that came in the first game against Lake Superior State. So would like to see Power get going a little more. Uh, I remember we tweeted out a clip of him going like end-to-end and just missing a nice goal. So he's creating offense. Let's. I'd like to see a little more production, though, but he's at a point per game, which I'm not going to complain. Uh, we'll go over a couple more notable guys. Ryan Johnson in six games, one goal, three assists, four points uh, for the University of Minnesota. Uh, I believe Steven Sardarian just made his debut for Youngstown in the USHL. Two games, he's got a goal. Uh, very excited about him. The Russians, Prokhor Poltapov, he's been bouncing up and down between the KHL and the VHL. Uh, in VHL action, Poltapov in nine games, he got three goals, three assists. Uh, Alexander Kisikov in the MHL for uh, Moscow Dynamo, 13 games, seven goals, four assists. Isaac Rosen as well for Lexans. I uh, haven't heard a whole lot about Rosen lately, but in 13 games, two goals, two assists. I think two weeks ago, the last time we did a on-the-farm prospect report, that was his stat line, so it doesn't look like he's uh, lighting it up. But in the J20 League, Rosen, he's in four games, three goals, two assists uh, for five points. Uh, Poltapov in the MHL, he's played one game, and, and Poltapov has also played five games in the KHL. Nothing to show for it on the stat sheet. Kisikov as well for Moscow Dynamo in the KHL. Four games, nothing to show for it. So that is the On the Farm Report. Uh, do you got anything to add to that? Nope, nothing of substance. All right, beautiful. Uh, do you have anything you want to get to before we go over our listener questions. No, no. May I have the honor of reading the questions? Go ahead. You got the oh monitor my, right in front I of got you. the mon- executive producer duties right here. Uh, the first one uh, from William Worthine. I hope I'm saying that right, man. Uh, if the Sabres stay hot and by, ble- uh, by a blessing from above are in a playoff push, should we get a different goaltender? Can we rely on Anderson Tokarski for the whole year with no injuries? And if not... Who should we try and get? I can tell you they definitely should get somebody uh, to help out Anderson. I don't think Tekarski is an adequate you know, playoff push backup. Uh, he was event. for Montreal. He was, <laughs> yep, yep, yep. Uh, but in the event of an emergency, uh, let's say Anderson gets hurt on that hopeful, presumed playoff rush, um, I want someone other than Tekarski. Uh in net. As for who it would be, I don't know. There's just so much that can happen now that can determine who's available uh, down the line. I get where you're coming from here, but if they're playing good, like unless one of them is just falling off a cliff, then you know I That's you obviously right. keep yeah. Anderson. If if you're getting a guy, Dustin Tokarski is the one that probably goes the other way, or you send him down something. That's but. right too. You don't want to unjustly. Yeah, like if Take both job, of them right? are rocking a nine twenty nine twenty five save percentage by the trade deadline, what you know, if 
you're at you're at that point just trading for a guy for the sake of name value mm-hmm. to get a recognizable, respectable NHL goalie to replace Tokarski. Mm-hmm. But we mentioned it last week. Um, if the Sabres are surprisingly doing good and the Bruins' goaltending situation is fine, uh, do you give Tuka Rask a call? Will he come here? Who knows? But, I mean, if Tuka Rask wants to play in the NHL again, there's no better opportunity than to come start and goal for the Buffalo Sabres if, the, if the Bruins don't want him. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And if Swayman uh, continues good play, then might not be a possibility, quite frankly. Uh, but imagine that that's a great get. It, it would be. Can yeah, get that's right. That's, that's a that's a big rental right mm-hmm. there. You don't even have to give anything up except for cash. It is. You probably don't have to move your family, right? You're only going to be here for. Yeah, and mm-hmm. Rask, by all accounts, seems like a big family man. So yes, that's correct. Maybe he wants one more kick at the can before retiring. But you know, if, if, is this a realistic possibility here? Probably not. But mm-hmm. if I had to bet money on it, I don't think Tuka Rask is returning to the NHL this year. All right, next question comes from Ike Daddy, our old friend of the friend show. Friend of the show, Ike friend Daddy. Friend of the show, Ike Daddy. What have you guys enjoyed the most about this season so far? Uh, well, uh, seeing you in our mentions, Ike Daddy. There's one. Yeah, uh, I feel uh, like he's disappeared a little bit I here. Know, I've, I know. I've noticed him he, the past couple of be, past week or so. Yeah, I know. Uh, well, you know, to quote Biggie Smalls, we used to play each other like 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 butter play toast and now it's just i don't know uh thank you for the question though uh for me uh it's gotta be just it, it, I, I get the young guys i guess how everybody has bought into the system i think seeing something really click that isn't just luck it's yes. following something throughout a whole game throughout a series of games and playing that same style controlling the puck out shooting teams uh, that's what's impressed me so far on the ice. Uh, what I think I've enjoyed, there's a couple things. Uh, Rasmus Ristolainen isn't on the team anymore. <laughs> I think <laughs> we've been saying this. Kurt, we had Curtis on before the draft. He said that Rasmus Ristolainen was going to be the biggest addition by subtraction in NHL history, and it's proving to be true so far. And I, I think I tweeted that out yesterday, and some Flyers fans were like, oh, I didn't know the Sabres were going to win the Stanley Cup. Have you paid any attention to what's been going on since Rasmus Ristolainen has been in Buffalo and before that. The Sabres have been the biggest joke in North American professional sports for the last almost 11 years. Mm -hmm. Almost 11 years. They are on the cusp of something that's never been done in NHL history, and that is to miss the playoffs for 11 straight years. Not one team, not one, Mm -hmm. nobody in the 100-plus year history of the NHL, has missed the playoffs for ten for 11 years in a row. So much has happened in sports in general, like, during this playoff drought. The Sabres, I don't think they've been in the playoffs since the Jets came back in the league. They haven't, no. No. Well, no. since, they, since they were officially back. Right. The last time they made the playoffs is when, right, right before, the Thrashers was, were still around. It was around. after the Thrashers' final game. Yeah. Yeah, so... The Thrashers were technically still an entity. Um, this one from Joe Romano. Which UFAs do you sell off at the deadline, and which do you keep as transition players? Well, uh, um, oh, well, if they're in it, you're not trading anyone, right? Unless I, I you know what? Um, unless we're talking, Will Butcher. Yeah, Will Butcher. 
I don't know if you're moving any centers. So Colin Miller's got going to have a lot of value though. If, he's been um, real good though. I he's think. their leading point um, scorer. I don't know if Olafson passed him or not, but he has five assists. Can you believe it? Mm-hmm. Look at it. Look at his. Click on Colin Miller there and see what he had last year. I feel like he didn't have this much at all in any of his seasons here. Uh, he has five assists now. He had eight last year Jeez. and ten the year before that. He's playing so, like what we thought he was going to be when we got him. Mm-hmm. When we gave us a, a second-round pick and a fifth or sixth-round pick mm-hmm. a couple years ago. But, yeah, uh, if they're out of it, you know, Hinnestroza probably goes. He's making like a million bucks. Miller probably goes. The way Hag and Pesic are playing, you know, a contending team, I could see them trading for both of them. They've got that much chemistry. But if they're in it, you know, I like to compare this to when the Bills broke the drought. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't think they were going to – They, I don't think they went into that season thinking we're making the playoffs this year. No. You know, I, I've been paying more closely attention the past two or three years now. Mm-hmm. You would probably know better. They didn't go into that year thinking, oh, we're making the, no. we're going to break the drought. Everybody was firmly in, um, oh, great, here's a rebuild on top of an 18-year drought yeah. mode. Yeah, yeah, everyone, everyone was expecting a rebuild. And they were like, oh, you know what? Let's go get Calvin Benjamin. <laughs> yeah. They yeah. gave up, like, what, a third-round pick for Calvin Benjamin, something like so that? Like a fourth, maybe? Yeah, yeah. something mm-hmm. like that. Yeah. Like. Maybe they decide to hold on to their pieces, their UFAs, and say, hey, we owe it to our fans to try and go for it here. Mm-hmm. If it's respectable. And I'm not talking like how they're 10 points of a playoff spot and like, hey, here's a fifth-round pick for Wayne Simmons. <laughs> I'm not talking about right. that. But maybe they do something. But uh, if, they're, if they're in the race by the trade deadline, maybe they're, we're not talking about shipping out pending UFAs and maybe we're talking about, hey, maybe we'll get John Gibson. Something like that. Maybe we go get a top pair of right-handed defensemen rental to play with Darlene. Something like that. Maybe they go out and get a rental. To answer uh, to answer the question more directly, though, um, transition players I'd want to keep. I'd want to keep Pezik and uh, Hag. Robert Hag. I'd yes. agree. Yeah. Uh, Butcher and Miller can go, but I think Hag and Pezik still— Pezik could at least be your seventh defenseman. Pezik no. is super smart. I saw someone else tweet this yesterday, but you know he, he like you like they've never seen a player that isn't elite have such elite like qualities. Yes, you know, like he's just a very smart guy. And I was thinking that too throughout the game is like, <clears throat> I don't, I don't feel like Pezik is going to make a mistake at any point watching him. He's like, such a smart player. He's a too. smart player. Yeah. He's you could see why he was the the defenseman that Florida went to to be their for, their forward when they were facing. That's why I think. He's getting up in the rush a lot more, and part of me wonders if that's because he was playing forward. He he's like a do it do it all guy now, you know. To have him on a nine hundred thousand dollar deal right now is is amazing. Um, but I think Pezik is you you write that wrong from twenty sixteen or wherever it was when we traded him, and you keep him. Somehow um, Dmitry Kulikov got a bigger contract than Pesic. <laughs> After being a bum and a disappointment for the last few years. Can't believe it. Robert Hag, though, uh, he can be your future, you know, he can be your your gritty your gritty guy, if you will. I would love to keep Robert Hag, but the issue, you got so many guys coming. That's, That's the true. thing. I would love to keep these guys, but 
at some point you got to make room for the kids. Mm -hmm. Thank you for the question, uh, Joe, there. Uh, Steven Stavursky, another uh, frequent listener, frequent um, interactor, if you will. Right? Uh, yeah. yeah. Supporter of the show. Uh, when do we formally organize a Mark Pezik fan club? If you hear me, I'm already... I'm, I guess I'm... He's the co-chair of the fan club. I'm I'm the co-chair. That's right. I'm a card-carrying member of the Mark Pezik fan club. <laughs> I hope that's not... Um, I'm a, sure there already is a Mark Pesic fan club. Yeah, there probably is. If you if you were at the 2016 draft when that trade got announced and mm -hmm. people were not happy, In, instead of bringing back the Sabretooth Clubhouse, bring the uh, you know they probably gave out cards for that, right? A kid, a parent presents the card. Hello, <laughs> I'm a member of the Sabretooth Funhouse Club. Uh, when did that leave? By the way, I'm trying to think. Oh, God, it's been a long time. I, don't know. I mean. Pagula's probably evicted them. <laughs> Sabretooth got evicted from his own home. He didn't Can you pay believe his bills. that? Did you ever go in the clubhouse? I feel like I might have gone in like once or twice. Yeah. Oh, you know what? Okay. Any of our listeners out there who have been inside the Sabretooth uh, clubhouse, inflatable housing, or whatever it was, um, let me know what it was like because I never went in. You know when, it got, when they got rid of it, when they built the bridge... Right. From Harbor Center over. Right, because it was right there. It was right there. Yeah. And, I mean, you'd be walking, you'd be trespassing on Sabretooth's property <laughs> if you were to walk in there. Um, But, no, let us know what it was like in there. Cause I, I feel I, like it was just like, you know, like that little pop-up store, like on the mm -hmm, other side? Mm-hmm. Just I that, think it's like that, but for but, little kids. Yeah, I, I, I don't. I never put any thought in. That. I never went in it. I just, it was for the cool kids. It was for the rich kids, I guess. I don't <laughs> know, but uh, let us know what was inside the Sabretooth. Um, I'm clubhouse. almost positive it was just like mm -hmm. a store geared towards children. Yeah, yeah. Uh, next question. Thank you for the, the question there, uh, Stephen. Uh, next one comes from Ryan uh, Quevelin. I hope to God I'm saying all these names right. I apologize if not. Um, can we pull the hardest working team in hockey card yet? We're I getting there. We're getting there. Uh, we're getting there. They are. Are they not right now? I mean, look at project uh, tw plus twenty thousand Stanley Cup odds, and you're four one and one. You're working pretty damn hey, hard. I thought about putting a hundred down on them winning the cup before oh, the season started. Just I mean, because, just because the odds were so good. They boat raced the Stanley Cup champions. You don't do that unless you work quite hard. Yeah, I I am more than ready. I have already given them that title. Actually, they already have that title in my head. I'm just waiting for the the promotional images to come out where like Zemmy's Gergensen is wearing a hard hat and Oposo is wearing a neon <laughs> like, reflective ah, vest, like those old '90s um, posters with like you know. I'm ready for it. Yeah. No, mm -hmm. oh, you you know when we went to the game, we were talking about it. The you know. People that follow the team back in like 06, 07, 07, 08, like the, the pictures that they would put on the wall mm -hmm. were like Paul, yes. Paul Gostad. Like yes, had, in the black t-shirts. Yeah, they all had the black the shirts. jeans, and they're leaning against, yeah. Bring that back. Mm -hmm. I want to see that. I actually found that like entire photo album online one time. <laughs> uh, see, like like look at this. Here Here is Wayne Gretzky skating in front of the New York skyline. See if you can find those those pictures. Oh, absolutely. The 0607 pictures. I think something like that, I think that's on the horizon to make 
these guys look relatable and like they come home after their nine to five uh, blue collar jobs, have a bowl of nails and bolts for a nice afternoon snack. Except, you know, um, put them oh, in. Oh, there we go. Wait, is it? There They're it the is. Top one. Yes. Um, yeah, oh, Miller's God. wearing a black shirt, the mm-hmm. autograph there. He's holding Photo his stick. Photo by Mark Dellis. Hang on, let me look at the name. All right, perfect. But like, I remember all those pictures were, like, plastered all around the arena. Yes, I found them. Danny Briere, there he is. <laughs> uh, you know what? We'll, we'll post these on the Twitter page as well. Okay, good. Um, to, to, just to remind Look at this old poster here. MSG is the home of Sabres hockey. With a fan in the background saying, Miller saves goals. Do you remember and the the years where they didn't make it? 07, 08, 08, 09, like the march to the playoffs? Yes! Like and they showed promos. Old, oh my god, that's what I missed the most. Do you think they'll bring that back? I don't know. I don't think so. Uh, here's here's a Lesh Coda leak. Marty Baran had one. This might oh it's it's sabers in traffic. Sabers That's what in it's traffic. Called. That's what it's called. Here is the um entire gallery. Um, that seems a little recent. The slug. Hmm. They're in here somewhere. I feel like um, they had these pictures up in the arena when the slug <laughs> when they were wearing the slug because I I didn't go to any of the games. Uh, when, I think they did when they had they were wearing the goat head. Oh, I think this is it. Hang on. Yeah, there yes, we go. Yes. We're going to tweet this out so everyone Sick. can we'll take a look t- at this. We'll tweet the link um, to the website as well. I don't know why. Come on. Oh, there's Jason Pominville. Look at that. I'm a young boy. Look, look at, at him. Look at the sideburns. You know what I was just thinking? I think I, I saw a clip of a Sabres goal from like 08, 09, something like that. How I can't believe... That that team didn't work out. That with like Derek Roy, Vanek, Pominville, Drew Stafford in that like 30, 40 goal season that he had. Ryan Miller in his prime. Oh man, this is this is this, the Paul Gostad one is great. <laughs> Bring it back. Oh, he's saving them. I saved them so we can. Um, well, oh yeah, we got the Twitter pulled up there. You can just tweet it out right there. All right, let's move on to the next question. All right, final question from Pete Fitz. Goal song draft. Divide the team up, and you pick goal songs for your respective players. Listeners vote on who picked the better goal songs. (laughs) Now, okay, um, Pete, if you can get back to us on this, because I, I, I interpreted this two ways. Either we draft the songs that the players have already chosen, or we give them songs ourselves. Okay. So I don't know how I get back to us on that, Pete. <clears throat> I did reply to him saying that I will only I will only do this on the condition that everybody votes for me. I think I've beaten you every single time you have had the listeners uh, vote. People don't like me, I guess. <laughs> we um, gotta do another jersey draft. We didn't do it this we year. We do. Uh, we have a few fellows who want to join us as well in doing one. Um, so we'll reveal details um, on that eventually um so thank you very much for uh the recommendation pete and thank you to the whole lot of you that uh sent in your questions and uh topics and whatnot. hey follow the podcast twitter account yes if you're new here i mean we this is still the same podcast new name same game as we titled the podcast last week uh 
we're still going to be pumping out episodes week in and week out for the majority of the season. I know sometimes uh, life comes in the way of us being able to record a podcast. Uh, but yeah, follow us on Twitter at CO underscore TCB underscore pod. And we're going to, we'll think of some interesting stuff to put out on the Twitter, some like original content for that. Uh, but that's mainly where you can get your questions in or tweeting out the links. Also just found out that our podcast is on Google Podcasts. <laughs> I had no idea. We it must have gone in automatically through our RSS feed, but uh, it looks like we're on everything. So that's great. Uh, you can also, I think, you got anything else here before we close out the episode? No, I got nothing. All right, wonderful. Uh, you can find us on Twitter, Joe TCB NHL. Luke's at LVKETCB. Follow the Charging Buffalo on Twitter if you haven't already. I don't know what you're doing at the Charging Buff on Twitter and Instagram. Subscribe to the Charge, uh, our free newsletter that you get in your email inbox two to three times a week. Great stuff there. Uh, definitely subscribe to that. It's well worth it, and it's free. Who doesn't love free stuff? And also, who doesn't love free money? You can get a free $10 if you use code TCB after you put in your $10 deposit for underdog fantasy. So go ahead and do that. You can win some money. You can take that free $10 and maybe turn it into $100. So why wouldn't you want to do that? All right. Uh, If you enjoyed, let us know. Uh, We'll be back at some point next week for another episode of the podcast to go over what's happening when the Sabres play after dark. If you enjoyed, let us know, and we'll see you in the next one.